Basically there you'll have there's a lot of content and we say the same thing every time. You know, basically. It hasn't changed in years because when I was introduced to satsang or this idea of non-duality, I started looking into it, but it took me a while in that process to hear another message which was more of a warning of what happens. And that warning is about a mental process that's quite quick that when you hear a message, it's going to catch the message first before you do. And so when you hear this great description of what you are as being the ultimate love and stuff like that, you're hearing it as a body. Yeah. So it's sort of the old story uh, we use, we're a clone. There's a, there's a movie called Moon that represents it well. So there's a, a guy there that's working on this moon. They found a new energy source to run all the technology on the planet. And so he runs this whole facility, and the corporation probably found out that it, the clone would work better if they think they're a separate, long-lasting, independent entity, you know, who has, like, this one loves the boss in Red Sox and has a, a wife and a kid he never sees, you know. And he's always, he's at the position that he only has five more days left on the job. I've infinitum. Yeah. <laughs> he's, you know, as he's never going to get off the job, he's not going back to Earth. It's just a story. Yeah. And it seems to motivate it to do better work because he's working for the family or whatever. So one day there's certain, uh, uh, some events happen that are, that are indisputable evidence that he's, it's a clone. Yeah. So you would think that would be really cool. The clone realizes it's a clone, which it already is a clone, so it's not a big leap, yeah? There was just a little misidentification that can easily be corrected when it's pointed out to him it's a clone. So the clone goes, hey, all right, I'm a clone, you know? He doesn't, he may like the Red Sox hat on, but it doesn't have any huge, yeah, everything will go on as it's been going on, but there'll be a clarity to it, yeah? But what happens is the human programming is very, very fast, yeah? So here... The clone, here's the message, or the message that it's a clone is broadcast loud and clear, but how the clone receives it is as a human. He receives it as, as the Red Sox fan. He receives it as the, the person, the individual long-lasting entity. That's how he receives it. So the message can never get through. So the problem when I, you know, there's all that old story about the sheep and the lion, Yes. So there's, and I'll, I'll short, I'll make it like a Reader's Digest, but the basic thing is there's a lion that's become identified as a sheep, yeah? And it's trying to do the best he can in its sheep world, and he's, you know, trying to find satisfaction in doing sheep things, 
but there's this irritable restlessness and discontent underneath, and he doesn't really know why, but it's because he's not a sheep. Yeah? So, he, so somebody comes into the sheep flock, and he's spreading a message, and it's, he says, hey, he's looking at every, all the sheep, but he looks at this one sheep, especially, he goes, hey, you're a lion. And it's just, oh, that would clear it up immediately, right? Because he's a lion, already. It's, uh, it's not like he's going to have to become like a lion. He's just forgot that he's a lion. And he just needs a simple reminder, hey, that you're a lion, and he could snap out of it. And when he snapped out of it, he was never not a lion. Yeah? The whole belief in that he was something else would be gone in a nanosecond. As soon as what? As soon as the identification as the sheep was seen through, the lion hearing that it's a lion would just be a big aha. Yeah, aha, yeah. And it wouldn't have to take months of roaring lessons or try to, you know, it would just do what a lion does. It would be, see, the thing is, it wouldn't do what a lion does, it would be what a lion is. But what happens if that message, and this is what the message of non-duality is, really. The message is so simple, but there's a dilemma because something very quickly arises and catches the message before it hits you. And it's the process, it's the programming, it's the mental selfing and stuff, right? So it's a very, very quick move. And so it, it catches the message before it hits you that you're a lion, you're a lion, you're a lion. And then when it catches it as a sheep, it's now turned into, I can become like a lion. So it's neutered. It's actually a dead birth in a way. Because now the same old, same old's going to happen. See? Because if you told the lion that, you know, you could become like a rhinoceros, then maybe it could do some things and get somewhere to become, you know, like a rhinoceros. And you could use 8,000 other topics, and you could tell the lion, if it wasn't about being a lion, then doing and having would maybe work, yeah? You could get an outfit that looks like a rhinoceros, you know, you could do a lot of stuff to become like a rhinoceros, but still, you would never change the lionness, yeah? The lionhood. You would just be like a rhinoceros. But this message, you are that. The, you are that that the message is attempting to reveal. You are already that. So the revelation of a lion realizing it's a lion doesn't take any time. And there's no effort because it's already a lion. It's not like a big leap. It's not like a mystical... It's not spiritual, first of all. It's just the clear recognition. But the clear recognition can, cannot be had as long as the sheep identification is catching the message. It's always going to neuter it, and it's going to make it into, okay, I can become like a lion. Yeah? And then, and of course, every movement towards becoming like a lion, it's verifying the false identity as being a sheep. So you think you're getting out of something that become like a lion, but you're, it's actually reinforcing the insane idea that you're in it. Yeah? So Ramana says it really beautifully. We go over it every night. Because when I was introduced to this, these two sentences a long time ago, they had a huge effect. And then after giving talks for so long, I came to back to those things, and I haven't left them in the last few years. Because there's no point to leave it. So Ramana Maharshi would put it very clearly. It says, this is like the conception 
of being a sheep. Yeah. This is this is when the lion suddenly is presented an idea by the mental state that it's a sheep. And that is a presupposing of a non-existent thing wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. It's absurd if you just listen to that sentence. It could put, it could put so much to rest because if you realize it's a non-existent thing, the rest of the sentence and every other sentence that would come after that premise, if you saw that was insane, none of it else would make sense. Because if you got a non-existent thing wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, you don't need to read scriptures. It's just... It's just common sense. A if, there, if there's a presupposing, in other words, there isn't a non-existent thing, but there's a presupposing there's a non-existent, there is a non-existent thing, because, and what's causing it to seem to be real is because you are real, what you are. So it's your existing that is now infused with the idea of being a thing. So now there's a belief by what is existing that it's a non-existing thing. Yeah? And then that's the idea of a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. And from there, it goes to an incredibly absurd length, which is it's going to try to get salvation, which sounds nice, but for the non-existent thing. Where the only salvation, if you needed one, which you don't, would be from the non-existent thing. And how long would it take to be saved from a non-existent thing? <laughs> I would say that being saved from the non-existent thing is already established. <laughs> we just don't think so. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> we don't think it we don't think we're a non-existent thing and if you're waiting for the thought system to change its tune it's going to entertain being a non non no it's going to be entertain it will entertain being an existing no thing but as the non-existing thing yeah which will do what neuter the whole message because it's what received the message See, if existence received the, the message that it's not a non-existent thing, that's a really freaking good idea. But if the non-existent thing rises up very quickly and catches that message, and it's adept at catching a lot of messages. I mean, it's got like that thousand-armed Buddha with thousands of myths, and it's catching them from, from every angle. You can try this angle, that angle, religious, da-da-da. It's catching it, and it's neutering the message. And therefore, you get it can go to such an absurd length that you will try to become a non-self, but as a self. You'll try to become the existing no-thing as the non-existent thing. <laughs> How's it worked out for you? <laughs> I would say if we totaled up spiritual practice time, there's probably a couple hundred years of it in this room. <laughs> and you find yourself in this room. <laughs> so something hasn't been successful. Or you wouldn't be here. 
if it had really worked, it, you would be enjoying it working. <laughs> you wouldn't be trying to work it. You'd be enjoying it working. <laughs> Hold on, we'll talk. Questions later. Just enjoy the space, really. Because it's a great relief. You know... If you're the Urban Renewal Project, you're never going to be okay with yourself. It's always going to be, there's going to be so much money put into either improvement or denial of the lack of improvement. You're going to be totally obsessed with self. (laughs) And trying to get out of self can also be an obsession with self. Because when it's self trying to get out of self, good luck. <laughs> I mean, the the greatest scriptures are like three words, like self can't get out of self. That's four or five words. That's it. If you heard that, really, if you sat there and it didn't ex- exempt yourself from the message, which is what mental state does, it likes to sound. Oh, that's probably pretty important to these folks. But, <laughs> but we don't. It never applies to us. So, but self can't get out of self. Wouldn't you want to explore? Like, am I in that situation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to go, hey, wait a minute. Am I in that situation? <laughs> am I in... <laughs> am I in the event I want to just think as some, you know, intellectual topic? Am I actually in self can't get out of self? Maybe that's why I'm so fucking pissed off underneath. <laughs> Maybe why I'm frustrated. Why I can't seem to get it. (laughs) If it would hit you, self can't get out of self. It isn't bad news. It really isn't. You would see, you would... The momentum, if you hear something that's solid, it will pause the momentum of selfing there will be a wrench and it will go between some two cogs and there'll be a, there'll be a whole thing of selfing for maybe a second or two. But a second or two is eternity, really. Yeah? I mean, once the head, once the raw mind, once the big M mind, once, once that sort of gets it, it's a done deal. It just may take time to play itself out here, but it's already so. So how long is it going to fucking take? <laughs> it's not like, oh, this is a 30-year plan to rejuvenate, to renovate. No, there's no renovation. What you are has never been touched by anything. There's no, you don't have, there's no uh, graffiti on the walls. <laughs> None of it. You're pristinely, perfectly, brilliantly spacious, as you've always been. We, but we apply the thought system... And everything starts with after, oh, there's a great old story in recovery. One of the, one of the stories about someone going back out. So. And, you know, they had some sobriety, the life was better, and then there's, a, there's a, a, a shift, and it starts with this in the book. A thought occurred to me. <laughs> so many fucking slave ships have been launched where the thought occurred to me and you're the slave to the fucking ship you're the slave on that journey a thought occurred to me 
you have to see a thought occurs as you and realize that's impossible. So you see that you're not the thinker and you lose interest in the thoughts. If you try to think about losing in the interest in the thoughts, that's interest in the thoughts. But if you see that you're, you lose interest in the idea of being the thinker, you'll lose interest in the thoughts. Because if the thoughts aren't about you, you'll give, you won't even give a shit, tell you the truth. The whole glue has nothing to do with the thoughts. The thoughts are a surface that glue can be applied to. That's what they are. So it's like feelings. Feelings are a good surface, and they get to be applied with this mind, and that's what seemingly produces the bondage of self. The mind, no, it's impossible for it to ever happen, but it can seem to be happening. It can appear to us to be happening. And if it appears to us to be happening as what we are, which is reality, it's going to seem as real as real can be. The only thing that can make false evidence seem so freaking real is reality. Us. Not us, as Paul, us. Yeah? The undivided us, yeah? the unseparated us, the un, you know, degree-like differences us. So it's a beautiful statement. I, I try to capture it the best I could, really. And if you're, if you're looking for it as a thing, you're not going to see it. You've got to see it as an activity. Because everything's an activity. Everything is verbing. Yeah? All the nouns are made up from verbing. There are no ver- nouns. It's just verbing. What we sometimes are, present, are presently paying attention to or paying attention from is this verb, the act of being identified as a self. It's not the act of being identified as, and that's just not the verb, and then there's a self called the noun. There is no noun. You're in the act of being identified as a self, but there is no self to be identified as. What produces the sense of self is the act of being identified as a self. The verb produces the sense of self, not the self. The self is produced by a verb. So the act of being identified as a self, an activity, can never culminate and become successful because you're not a self. So you'll be in the act of being identified as one a lot every day if you're listening to the head. But it never makes it so. That's the solution. The solution is the highest it can reach is seemingly so. If it doesn't appear real to what's real, it ain't real. It has no gluing effect. It has no ability to bind. You miss it by looking for a self. There isn't one. What you see is you've paid attention to a verb, the act of being identified as a self. And then being what you are, you can make it seem to be so. As the Course in Miracles puts it very beautifully, very succinctly, you and I are the dreaming of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming, which first of all is impossible. But seemingly, it can seem like you forget that you're dreaming by being identified as the dreamt. See? 
If you can see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, smell it, it's dreamt. Yeah? That's Hawaiian post. So whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. So what's looking is not a thing. Yeah? What you're looking for is not a thing. But the dilemma is the not a thing is taking itself to be a thing, looking for a non-thing. That's why it's not working. If you just see you're not the non-existent thing, then you'll be seeing from what you've been the whole time. Yeah? And you've never not been seeing from it. It won't take any time. There's no defense you need because it's inherent condition. It's not been produced, so it can't be unproduced. It wasn't started, so it can't be stopped. Yes? It brings a great relief to your anxious little action figure. It does. Better than 50 time massages, easily. <laughs> I swear to God. You can wear all the loose clothing you want. It's not like this. It has nothing to do with body relaxation. It has to do like a, with a... The whole system just kicks into a lower gear. Pretty much just right at the point of idling. Yes? I wouldn't tell you this if I didn't believe it was so, you know? And actually, I don't believe it was, it's so. I don't. I just know before knowing that it's so. Yeah? Because I sense it when, it when it's being spoken about. And it seems to override all my conditions and circumstances to come out. So all I got to do is drag my skinny ass over here and I get to be used. Not a bad deal. What I get back is nothing. But if you keep getting nothing, you'll see that it's everything. Truly. Man. Wouldn't you love to have a space that wasn't experiential? Wouldn't you love to sense that you're a space that's not experiential? Here you would call it empty, but not in the emptiness would you call it that. Yeah? You wouldn't rise up to say anything. You'd just be in that. You know what I mean? Being what it is doesn't need to have an observation of being what it is. It's just being what it is. The point is, you've got to see what you're taking yourself to be. Because if you keep looking for it from what you're not, you're never going to fucking find it. That's the correction. Yeah? So I want to read something because I like this little story. And because I'm tired of giving talks right now, I've been giving it for quite a while, last few days. So here we go. This is from a man called Ramana Mahashi, very famous teacher, inviter. So he goes, and he's talking to a woman, he's speaking with a woman. So the woman's asking a question, he goes, listen, he goes, if, if is the main word in this sentence, the whole paragraph is based on if. So if realization was something outside you, a way could be shown consistent with the safety of the individual, his capacity, meaning like, for people who have an emotional bent, bhakti yoga, you know, devotional yoga, if you had more of an intellectual, raja yoga, if you love just doing service, seva, you know, yoga. Those would be 
the way, the path you could take that would probably be work best for you, yeah? If realization was outside of you. Then questions such as, is it realizable? (laughs) And if so, in what time, would also arise. You see, once you make what you are as something else, then tons of fucking insane opinions become sound sort of logical, you know? You go, well, maybe I can, I gotta be able to trigger this, so how am I gonna, how am I gonna trigger the truth is by realizing the truth. Yeah? But not as the truth, because the truth doesn't need to realize it's the truth. It's being the truth. <laughs> it's, it's, that's so past the point of realizing <laughs> it's being it. Yeah? It has no need to realize freaking fucking anything. So, but here, so he says, but here, realization is of, well, he uses the big S, meaning everything, is of everything, you know, of the being, of the awareness. It's not a realization you have, it's of what, that, what is always realized, yes? But how, so, but here, realization is of the self. You cannot remain without the self. So in a sense, this activity called us is constantly realized. That which we are is constantly realized. Always, forever. Never not unrealized, never not unrealized, just constantly awake. Yeah? The self is always realized, but you don't recognize the fact. Because, and the double whammy is, you may be trying to recognize the fact as a falsehood. See? If you try to recognize the fact as the non-existent thing, it's going to be falling under that category of trying to get salvation for the non-existent thing instead of from the non-existent thing. And once again... How long would salvation have to be waited for from an imaginary non-existent thing? No time whatsoever. And would you have to go back and make sure it was still non-existent? No. You would have seen it's not existing. It doesn't rise up from the fucking dead because it was never even alive. So you don't have to worry of zombifying or nothing. It's, it's non-existent. So, there's no need for vigilance and a little anxious, oh, if I do something, I could lose this, or if I don't keep maintaining my spiritual condition, I will lose it. That's all gone, completely. If it's the inherent state, that's all gone. You can't lose what you are. And you can't gain what you are. There's only one possibility offered to it, is being it. Alright, so he goes, alright, the realization is now obscured by the, oh, here we go, yeah, the realization is now obscured by the present world idea, like you, you're in one, yeah, <laughs> the world is now seen outside you, and the idea associated with it obscures your real nature, that's all it is, it's an obscuring, yeah. If you move the curtain, the statue that you think is not there is still there. It's always been there. There was just a curtain that was giving the mental state an opportunity to think it's vanished. But it never moved, went anywhere. Yeah? 
The world is now seen outside you and the idea associated with obscures your real nature. All that is needed is to overcome the ignorance of this stubborn idea that we're a non-existent thing. And then realize, I am not a non-existent thing, and that's the existing no-thing, let's put it. Yeah? But you can't get to the existing no-thing from the non-existent thing, because you are the existing no-thing. <laughs> you may think you're in two locations, and that means it necessitates a trip, but when you invalidate one location, you realize the other location has been always available at all times right where you are because it's everywhere. So there's no need to travel anywhere, and there's no way you could have ever traveled away from it. It's all been a story rooted in this verb that keeps grabbing our attention, the act of being identified as a self. If you're believing the thought system, if you're intently listening to its forecasting of what was, what's going to be, what is, then at that moment, you're seemingly, not you, the mind is watching and believing the story of being a non-existent thing. And suddenly now, that which is non-existent seems as real as real can be. Because the reality went with it. Yeah? Like we say in AA, false evidence appears real as a fear acronym. All right, how the hell could false evidence appear real? It would have to appear real to watch real, yeah? Where else is it going to get any sense of reality? It has to be lent reality from reality. Or if you weren't lending it, you would see it as false evidence. You would see the thought system as mostly based, totally based on false evidence, and constantly broadcasting false evidence about the initial false evidence. <laughs> so all that is needed is to overcome the ignorance, and the self stands revealed. Yeah. No special effort is necessary to realize the self. All efforts are for eliminating the present obscuration of the truth. That's what this talk is. We're not giving you anything. We're trying to have a questioning of the non-existent thing. Not by the non-existent thing, but by the existing no-thing. Because I'm telling you, like I said last night, these, I've learned my lesson at these talks. I have stopped talking to you a long time ago about this. I'm, I'm throwing the ball to what's above, to the mind, big M mind. Because when the mind hears about you, something can happen. But when you hear about the mind, I know exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> the you that catches it is going to neuter the message, and you're going to start trying to practice something. You can't teach the old dog new tricks. You just got to bypass it. Yeah? So, talking to mind, and I'm going, and then mind gets an idea. Hey, maybe I'm not that. <laughs> and that's that, really. <laughs> because once reality takes away reality from the non-existent thing, it's seen to be non-existent. <laughs> it's only when you're seeing what you are as the non-existent thing that it seems to be existing.
we have a role here. We're dreaming, yeah? Right now. We may be doing a lot of things like reading and this and that, but there's something we're always engaged in that we don't recognize is dreaming. We're mind dreaming. Non-stop, forever, verbing. So here, this is the story I wanted to get to. So a lady is wearing a necklace around her neck. Usually that's where they're placed, yes? <laughs> she forgets it. Oh, all right, that's easy to do, maybe. In, and imagines, again, this is it, imagines it is, it is lost. Yeah? She imagines it to be lost and impulsively looks for it here, there, and everywhere. Not finding it, she asks her friends if they have found it anywhere. Until one friend, kind friend, points to her neck and tells her to feel the necklace around the neck. Wow. The clone heard that it's a clone. The lion heard that it's a lion. You would think this would do it, but watch. It's beautiful. So now she puts the hand on the neck and she finds, hey, I found the necklace. Now that's not actually true, is it? Because the necklace wasn't anywhere other than on the neck. <laughs> but her experience, actually her interpretation, the mental state's interpretation, is she found it. Yeah, all right? So here she goes. The secret, uh, oh, yeah. Kind friend points to her neck and tells her to feel the necklace around the neck. The seeker does so and feels happy for happy the necklace is found. Again, when she meets her other friends, they ask her if her lost necklace was found. She says yes to them, as if it were lost and later recovered. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. But was it lost? So she's having a huge experience. Yeah? She was really bummed out when she thought she lost the necklace. And then she has the great joy when she found the necklace. And she thinks it's based on the necklace, but the necklace has always been there. So she never lost the necklace to get bummed out about. And she never found a necklace to get joy about. It's all made up, in a way. In fact, she never lost it, nor recovered it, and yet she was once miserable, and now she's happy. This is, the really, this is really a huge point. This is like a huge point, that you're dreaming. Yeah? Because your whole life, her whole life as a seeker, seemed to, the effect when it was lost, was that she was really bummed out, and then when it was found, that she was really happy, but it had never been lost or found. Doesn't that smell of a need for investigation? You know, like, wait a minute. My happiness is based on me finding necklace, but I never lost a necklace. And my being bummed out for years was based on me losing a necklace. My friend, you mind saying? He had a, a wedding ring that he lost for 10 years. And his wife and him talked about what, buying new ones and this and that. And then finally, they, he looked in a pocket and there it was. It had never been lost, 
It was just forgotten. Yeah? Do you see it? Do you see how time just drops when there's nothing to look for? Do you sense the relief when that constant mental movement, that agitation that's begetting agitation, ceases? Suddenly, you're introduced to a new possibility. Perhaps there's a better way. Stop looking for what I already am and freaking be it. So here he goes. Her happiness on rediscovering it around her neck is the same as if some lost property had been recovered. In fact, she never lost it nor recovered it. And yet, she was once miserable and now she is happy. So also with the realization of the truth. The truth is always realized. The realization is now obscured. When the veil is removed, the person feels happy at rediscovering the ever-realized truth. The ever-present realization appears to be a new realization. But is it? No. It's a fact. So, we can say it in tons of ways, you know. That day I shared this, the last time in the city, then I had my, one of the people at the meeting animated it, like a little or, uh, video short. Yeah, we went, we go to coffee after the meeting, and we have it at a church. So we went to the coffee, and he left, and he uh, thought he left his car, the truck at the church. So we go to the coffee, and then he asked somebody to drive him back to the church to get his car, and the car, the truck wasn't there. Now the truck's a beater, so he's thinking someone stole it, and like the other two people with him saying, who's going to fucking take that truck? But, you know, he's thinking, now he has a story going, and he's looking across the street where some people are hanging. Maybe they're, one of those motherfuckers stole the truck. And he flips out, totally flips out, so he has, he, one of the guys has him call me on the phone at the coffee place, and give him his friend, this guy John, and then John explains to him that, oh no, when I was driving around, you parked near the coffee place, but then you saw me looking for a parking space and got in the car with me, and we went to the coffee shop together. So now he's totally blissed out, he's laughing like crazy. Because now the lost truck is found, but it wasn't lost. I would call the misery and the joy coming from finding and losing is playing God. That's what I call it. If you, if you use it as the terminology in AA, I think it's a perfect apt description of playing God. It's all based on assumption. You never lost anything. But the thing is, we rather lose it so we can have the joy of finding it as the mental state. To have something that's always available at all times is somewhat boring to the mental state. It can't write itself into the story. It's much better that it lost something and went through arduous journeys and met great masters and took ayahuasca and da 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 and then was on this beautiful cliff with girlfriends and ex-girlfriends looking at him adoringly and then he got it. I mean, that's fucking great. But if you're that already, it's what? 
It's like, what's, where's the fucking excitement? It's always available at all times. Yippee! You know? I mean, shit. It's really... <laughs> I mean... You're going to have a lot more fun if you're a spiritual seeker, seeking experiences, calling them spiritual, than being awake to being awake. It's fucking... shit. <laughs> I can't write a blog about it. I can't. I can't. I don't have 8,000 followers following my spiritual path. Because there's no path. <laughs> it's just, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I see why it makes sense for the mental state to seemingly forget the necklace because then it can create total tons of movies about what it was what it's like to lose a necklace and what it's like to find a necklace and it can stop and it'll be the star of every one of them and have cameo appearances in different locales but basically it'll be the star so he'll be watching you all day and that's what it loves it's the mental state is cherishing the making of a self I rest my case I mean, I don't know I mean <clears throat> it's like getting hit with a freaking two by four it just smacks you upside the head time is of us yeah. time is of the dreaming we're in cahoots with everything Follow it back. All you'll run into is seeing. You're never going to run into a seer because there isn't any. All you run into all the errors here, going out here. There's no errors out here, in here. There's just seeing. It's all verbing. There's no noun that's claimed any freaking verb. There's no one that's the seeing. There's just seeing. What a relief. Incredible relief for me. I, that's why I coined it traveling lighter, because it, as an expression through the action figure, that's what it amounts to. It allows you to travel lighter over whatever geography is in store for your little action figure. Cancer, no cancer, this or that, whatever it may be. You'll travel lighter over it. And after a period of time of that happening, you'll run into the understanding, what more do you want? Yeah. What more would you didn't you want than a contentment that's not manufactured? Yeah? A contentment that's not based on outside circumstances and situation, nor based on your mental circumstances and situation, nor based on your physical, nor based on your emotional. It outshines all of that. It's always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary other than the ones you make up, just like that lady did with the seemingly lost necklace. She made up the misery, she made up the joy. And most of it's rest. 
when you come to the end of the road, lay down. <laughs> Basically, that's how it is. You know, you found the last answer. It negates any need for any new answer, or supercharged answer, or turbo answer, or extreme answer. It's the last answer. You are what you've been looking for. Period. The seeker is the sort. Period. You cannot use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Exclamation point. You cannot use mind to seek the mind. Double exclamation point. You cannot use light to seek light. Triple exclamation point. <laughs> if you do, nothing will happen. <laughs> Except joys and sorrows of seemingly finding and seemingly losing. Seemingly finding and seemingly losing. Seemingly finding and hope that you keep it and then that loses it. On and on. Yes, on and on and on and on and on. Yeah? Be done with it. You know? This is going to go on. I like lattes, you know? Shoot me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not trying to be a non-duality purist as a fucking body. <laughs> I'm not trying to stop judging as that which can only judge. <laughs> What's the point? Just see it not being you. And you lose interest in it all. And it'll correct itself. It'll wind down on its own. You don't have to try to wind it down. Every time you try to wind it down, you're winding it more up. It's just dying. It's just, it's losing momentum. Yeah? Have faith in mind. Big in mind. That's what eroded our faith, because we've been calling mental processes mine. They are not mine. They're not even close to mine. The mind is deservant of faith. It's always available at all times, right where you are. What more faith is that? Yeah? Yeah. So, yes. We can go on and on, but hey, why beat a dead horse? Just get on an alive one. <laughs> you any questions about it? If you move on from it far out, go into your little travels, but this will be a shadow over everything else because if you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it. If you don't see the verbing, you'll take the noun that it implies. You'll, take, you'll be taken as that noun. You will be, for all intents and purposes, the non-existent thing. You can't be, but it'll sure look like it. Yeah? Yeah. But as the non-existent, uh, as the non-existent thing, we just we, we can't do anything, right? I mean, well, you find out. Don't ask me. Ask yourself. Ask the non-existent I mean, thing. That's, 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 that's what's <laughs> kind of pounding at me. Good. I'm happy wow. it is. Let it go in and see what happens. There's going to be actions happening. This is an action figure. Yeah. That's what it does. You know, remember I, how I coined that? Remember when you were a kid and you got like Batman or something? And then you could get, it could come with extra action figures. So there'd be like the Joker and something so you could play with. 
<coughs> we're like that. We're action figures. But, yeah. Yeah. We're put in a position and things happen. Yeah. That's so what goes on all day. Like as far as the non-existent thing, like chewing over like ideas of non-duality and you know, you, 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 uh, certain thoughts are projected out and then you're supposedly standing back and observing those thoughts and it's... Yes, let it be as, as absurd as it is it's and see what happens. Nothing is, you know, the non-existent thing. It's just a waste of time, right? Find out. <laughs> If I say it, what's going to hear it is a non-existent thing, so it's pointless. I'm saying find out. Yeah? I mean, the sentence you just said, if you heard it, there you go. That should shut you up immediately. If you get to that point, it should shut up. And there's the pause. Then you're sensing what's so. Yeah? Instead of trying to sense it as what's not so. He explained it all completely. You answered your own question. Yeah? Now, why did the lion believe it was a sheep in the first place? Who cares? I don't know. I don't believe it. It did. It just seemingly did. Nothing to me has happened here. Everything is happening, and most of the shit is seeming to appear to happen. So, And why is for me a pointless, you know? Why not? You know? But then we're asking why about something that actually didn't happen. Did it happen when you go to sleep tonight? And then you hit deep sleep? Did anything fucking ever happen there? And then suddenly you seem to come into consciousness, and then all that seems to have happened. And then you go out again the next night, and then it totally seemingly never happened. And then you seem to arise again, and then it's happened. After about 3,800 examples, you've got to make some kind of see it. Yeah? It's like the whole way of shitting fans I used to talk about, it gets triggered when you enter it. <laughs> there is no whole hallway of shitting fans without you. You ever hear these statements in new neuroscience? The observation distorts what's observed. So we're the act of observation. Yeah? All day. So we distort what's observed. End of story. So see what happens. When you look at something, that's the something you make up. Yeah? You give it all the meaning it has. You can't break it. That's how it's built. You're not going to get prior to it as this, because this is an afterthought. You are prior to it. That's the beauty if you're looking at the solution from the problem, there's a need for a solution. When you're looking at this problem from the solution, it tells you it's an activity. Yeah? And if it's an activity, and then you see your role in it, then the activity stops having influence. Because it's all your juice. It's all your juice. Not yours as Paul's. Yours as ours, Yes? And what happens? You wake up to being awake. You're already awake, but now you wake up to it. Yeah? And then you realize you're only seemingly unawake to it because your seemingly not being awake never changed the fact that you're awake. So now you're in, like more simpatico with it, seemingly, the action figure, and the effects on the action figure is that it travels lightly. Yeah? 
know what happened with me in recovery? When I got into recovery, I realized what was really the destructive factor, the strongest one, was my self-interest. I had so much interest in myself, and it was actually the worst thing at all, to the point where I could turn my life over to anyone in this room, except a few exceptions, and you would do a better job with it than I ever did. Why is that? Because you don't have any vested interest in it. My vested interest in it was really the obscuring factor. Too much obsession with self. So when I was trying to promote self, that wasn't what was happening. When I tried to, you know, it led me to a point as this action figure, my managing this life from the, not my, the managing of this life from the mental state constantly led me to having to be managed by other people. That's what happened. Now, if that doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. Yeah? The shit that happened in my life, if it was like a flare, it was like the 4th of July you know, explosion. I should have fucking picked it up sooner or later because something was awry, <laughs> badly awry. Yeah? Something was way, way off. Yeah? And I only discovered it after I got relief from it. When I got relief from it, I realized what the problem was. When you have relief, and there's contentment and satisfaction, it reveals to you why it, there didn't seem to be a, a contentment and satisfaction. And I'm telling you, what you're going to discover is your big head, you know, blocking the movie, so to speak. Yes? You keep calling, hey, get that, it's you. <laughs> you're the, the you is the obscuring factor. You don't have an obscuring factor. The sense of being you is the obscuring factor. What, are you going to put holes in the curtain? So some fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all. Uh, yes. I thought I said just that's all. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. I enjoy your because I follow directions. What? When you started a big and... Mine. Are you referring to what's... You can call any, yeah. I'm pointing that way. You can't identify it. You know? Yeah. Awareness is more for, in my case. Sensitive. Um, I'm going to sort of comment and leave you a question real quick. Yeah. I was kind of deciding whether or not to go here again tonight and then you're saying, hey, you're going to be done. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the thought occurred to you. You were talking about before, something about my being before. Yeah. In, in my head, just something in my brain started to melt, and I just went, and you go again tonight. Yeah. And it, and it was, it was almost a sense of consciousness just when I thought about it. It was just like, so I don't know if you could touch on that briefly. No, let it alone, let it keep going. It's already lit, you don't have to light it again. We're busy constantly relighting what's already lit. Yeah? Have faith. You're in good hands. Have faith. I mean, 
some people I see, they want to have something happen. And when it does, then they want to get out of it. <laughs> they start, something starts breaking open, and I look at, they look at me and I go, hey, you wanted it, so here you go. You know? And they're like, hey, you wanted it. You've been saying you want it, here you go. You're cracking open, so to speak. Buckle up and see what happens. It's all about being undone. What can be undone can be undone. What's unchangeable never changes. Yeah? Let me use an example. This is, uh, I like this one, maybe others. Well, she take a vote of the people that have heard me before. But I like this one, and it's the old snake example. So, there's a snake, and every year, you know, the snake molts its skin. And in our language, it sounds like it's doing it, but the skin molts off the snake, right? But our language is such a tricky language because it's a subjective language used by objects. Yeah. So when you hear the sound, the snake molted the snake molted the skin. Meaning, it's sort of like Mr. Snake decided, I'm molting this skin. You know, I'm just going to molt it off me. But no, the snake is under this event, this molting. You know, the skin falls off the snake every year. It's all right. So we're going to look at this one event, but from two angles. So from the skin's angle, let's say that's the mental state, right? The skin's and the mental the skin has been saying it's the snake for a long time. And it would be revealed not to be so if the skin fell off and the snake continued snaking. You know, this whole story is without me, you're gonna, right? So the skin sensing the molting is going to start occurring, starts jacking into the snake's head and says Buy a lot of moisturizer. <laughs> don't go out in the sun. Watch out for that rock. Don't hit. Don't snag it on anything because it's trying to maintain the skin. But telling it from the story of I'm the snake, like I'm saving the snake, but it's not saving the snake. It's saving the skin. Yeah. And all right. So now we're going to look at the same event from the snake's point of view. Now. The skin's point of view, it's like Armageddon. Jesus Christ, it's going to be the end of me. But from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Because it's going to travel lighter with the new skin. The new skin's going to be shiny. It's going to attract female snakes better. It'll go over the rocks much smoother. So it's like a big win-win from the snake. But most of us are walking at the events of light and we're listening to the skin's point of view. The mental state, this, the non-existent thing, is a product of the mental state. It's leaning to its side. So it's, it's taking the snake, the skin's point of view, which is, this is fucking crazy. I can't go through with this. But from the snake's point of view, it's hallelujah. Which side you're on? Yeah. <clears throat> it's going to hear it. You're going to hear the skin's point of view. You are. It's going to go down. The volume will go way down. But you're going to hear it because you're awake. But you won't listen to it. And that's the fucking difference. Most of us are embedded with the fucking skin. All our reports are biased for the skin. We're rooting for the skin while we're searching for the snake. <coughs> no. Just see it. You know, When something's talking as you, see it if it is. Why would you want your whole life based on a false premise? Really, would you? What would, why, you know? 
whatever. Yeah. Hey, it's just a great invitation. I've been I've been enthused about it ever since it dawned. Yeah. Seems not to be losing its compelling quality. And I'm just I've delivered the message. You know, you've been served the spiritual subpoena. You'll be called to court. It won't be the mental court, thank God. You'll be called to the court of light, where all your fucking transgressions or omissions have been annulled and voided. You're off the fucking hook that you were never on. Yeah. So, there you go. And I think this is the last day in L.A. For now, yeah. That's great. I love coming here. It's a real joy. Thank you for coming. and It's a pleasure to share with you all the space, eh? Yeah. We have shirts too tonight. We have shirts. They're not out, but you can just pull them out of that box. Beautiful shirts. I think they're the best one we've ever made. This is our eighth year. This is our eighth spring collection. <laughs> they're coming out. They're very, very provocative. <laughs> That's the, uh, it's a, it's a Tibetan shirt, and it's got the Wheel of Life. You ever hear of the Wheel of Life? It's a great mandala that they use to, for teaching in uh, Tibetan India. Oh, yes, Tibet, uh, but this is a, but this is it here. A lot, a lot of detail, because it's telling you the whole story of life as we think we know it, yeah? There's six realms. There's the hell realm that's right over here. Yeah? I think it's uh, Addison and uh, fucking, where are we now? Colfax. Addison and Colfax, right there. <laughs> and this is Yama, who's holding it all, which is the deity of death in India, god of death. And, but always when they picture Yama, there's always Buddha over him, where there's two Buddhas here, because obviously all this is appearance, and what's so over, always outshines whatever's fucking happening. Yes? So, this is where we really find ourselves. This is where we think we are. Yes? But this is where we really find ourselves. We're dreaming this... Yes, in a way, but we never left our heavenly abode. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. <coughs> All right, so uh, are, you, are you guys done? Are you having a conflict over there? Sorry. Two non selves battling it out. All right, so. He was arguing with the message. Oh, That's blasphemy. Blasphemy. With one of my goons, yes. <laughs> All right. Take him outside. <laughs> Work on him. Well, it's great to see you. Let's hang out. We're going to go eat tonight, I think. If anyone wants to go with us. Some of us are. I just saw a head pop up. And... Yeah, I'd like to have a meal at Vegetable or Sun Cafe. Good food, yeah. Yes? Great. All right, well, I guess that's it. Class is out. Yeah. Class is out for summer. <laughs> Yee-hoo! Yee-hoo! No homework. You've all done enough homework. <coughs>
Hey, brother, nice to see you, Yeah, it's a good thing. 